Welcome to Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids, where we look back on the church fathers who raised the ramparts which defend our faith to present day. On this episode, we are continuing our series on what is a saint and what is a reformer. My name is Grant, and joined with me on this episode is just my three little saplings. The oldest is Lila. Oh, goodness. And she's acting weird tonight. The middleest is Eddie, who I guess is sleeping. Wake up, Eddie. Oh, 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 yeah. Uh, hey, y'all. And the littlest sapling is Nora, who's acting normal for a change. <laughs> My beautiful wife, Erica, is not joining us because she is busy at the moment. And so the topic tonight is what is a reformer? And we'll explain what it means to call yourself reformed. But to begin, Lila, what is a reformer? When we call someone a reformer, what does that mean? A reformer is someone who makes the change to make it better. Awesome. So, Eddie, yes? when we talk about the Reformation, what is one of the big events that we always talk about starting the Reformation? When Martin Luther nailed the 95 Theses on the Witten, on the Wittenberg on the Wittendor, Wittenberg. Wittenberg door. The castle church? Yeah, the castle church. And I can bet it's huge. Yeah, it probably is really big. Yeah. 95 theses were 95 statements. So, like, you know how in school you write a sentence down? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what a it. Yep, yeah, that's what it was. And Martin Luther had 95 of them. Oh my God. 95 statements of, of what the church was doing wrong. Exactly. And he didn't want to just leave the church. He wanted the church to change. That's why we called him a reformer. Mm -hmm. And that's why all of the people who ended up following his corrections were called reformers because they were all the ones that wanted to make change to the church because they thought the changes were going to make the church better. You got a question, Lila? Um, I got, like, something to say. Okay. Um, (laughs) A statement. Um, like John Calvin, John Bunyan, and all those yeah. people are reformers? Yep, they are people who followed in the footsteps of Martin Luther. Okay. So, the other term that is coined with reformer is Protestant. And the term Protestant is where we get the word protest. What the reformers were doing was that they were protesting the teachings of the Catholic Church. Throughout history, this movement was called the Protestant Reformation. Okay? okay. You got a question, Nora? Yeah. What's up? It's like Martin Luther was, was doing, he, God commands him to what the free he sees he, he's on the, on the, uh, what? On the church the, door? On the Wittenberg door. On the Wittenberg uh-huh. church door. Yeah. Yeah, and he obeyed God. Yeah, God was telling him from his word, from the Bible, that the teachings of the church were wrong and that they needed to be corrected. And so Martin Luther wrote it all out and nailed it to the door. You're right. There were a few other people, namely John Huss and also John Wycliffe, who were people in other parts of Europe that tried to reform the Catholic Church, but they were not successful. 
That means they tried to do what Martin Luther did before him. They lived before Martin Luther's time and they tried to reform the church, but it wasn't successful. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So all of the people who followed in the footsteps of Martin Luther and then John Calvin and Ehrlich Zwingli and... I know a silly name, huh? I can't even remember. It's like, it's like the best name to my news list. Ehrlich Zwingli. And... And also John Knox. John Knox. You know that guy. And then the next century, the next hundred years after Martin Luther's time, Nora, that was during the time of all the Puritans and the Reformation in England. And the Reformation just spread and spread. And so if you were not Catholic, you were Reformed. Everyone at that time in the Western world was was either Catholic or you were some sort of Reformed. And so that's why we call ourselves Reformed, or Protestant. Protestant Reformed. And then out of that came the Anglican Church, which was the Church of England. And there was the Lutherans in Germany, because they followed Luther. And there were Reformed Baptists, and those were the Anabaptists. And there was many different streams, if you will. You know how a big lake or a river can have streams that come off of it? Well, the Reformation is like that big lake or river, and then... All those different types of churches are like the little streams that come off of it. But they all have the same thing in common. They're not Catholic. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Probably the most important thing to remember about being a reformer, you guys, is that Martin Luther and a lot of the other reformers were not trying to just start a new church. They weren't trying to start their own church with their name. They wanted to reform the Catholic church. They had very long talks and debates about scripture with the Catholic church leaders, and they were trying to help them see how the train had come off the tracks throughout hundreds of years. And all they wanted was that the train go back on the tracks. (laughs) Yeah. But what happened was Martin Luther, they wanted to kill him for thinking this way. Martin Luther wanted everyone to have the Bible in their own language, and the church leaders didn't want it. Because they knew that if everyone had the Bible in their language, they would know now that their leaders are teaching them false things. Well, then that's just a crime. Why would they even be pastors? You're right, it's against the Bible's laws, but at the time, it was not against church laws. Then, then what if one person who knew how 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 to read in German made all kinds of books of teaching people how to read in German, and everybody knew how to read in German. And then but, the Bible was, but the Bible wasn't in German. Then what was it in? Latin. Could the pastors even then know what they were saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. How did, they how were did priests. They... The priests did, but they were taught that you don't share all of the Bible with the people in your church. So one of the first things Martin Luther did after the church was going to arrest him was he translated the New Testament into German. And then he printed it and printed a whole bunch of copies and sent it out everywhere so that people could read their Bibles. And when they did, they realized that what Martin Luther was preaching was correct. And so they told their friends. And then their friends told their friends. And they kept copying the Bible in the German language. And Martin Luther's theses was copied hundreds of times and passed out to everybody. Remember he got his 95 theses in a book and he's like, oh, he's like, I wrote this. I wrote this. That was in the, 
That was in the documentary, remember? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, Lila? Um, I got a comment. Uh, yeah? I'm making a weird face right now, because why is that even called a church when he doesn't even share the Bible with everybody? Well, so, listen. In any day, the church is in error. The church is never perfect. Like, <laughs> yeah, true. So no matter what, the church... So no matter what, the church is going to have issues. But Lila, this make this brings up a really good point because there's another term that we that we follow and it's called semper reformanda. And that means always reforming. Semper what? Nora, you have a question? Yes. What is it? Why does everybody have to uh, go go in the church? Why? Cuz the Bible tells us to. Oh. The Bible tells us to gather, to gather together. And hear the word preached and sing songs together and pray for one another. So that's why. The the church doesn't make you perfect though. No. But, but it, it helps you but it helps you learn about God. Alright. It's one of the things God puts in our lives so that we can grow yeah. in our relationship with him. So we gotta keep talking about semper reformanda, which means always reforming. And so we're always trying to reform ourselves and our churches to scripture. Okay. It doesn't mean you're just always changing what you believe. Like one day I believe Jesus is God. And then tomorrow I don't believe Jesus is God. And then the next day I don't believe he died on the cross for my sins. And then maybe the next day I do again. That's not what it means. <laughs> That's so crazy. Changing every day. If one day you, you believe that God, Jesus died on the cross, then how come the next day you don't? But semper reformanda, though, means that we recognize that we always might have something wrong. We always might have it wrong. So We don't don't have it perfect. Right. It means that we recognize that we may not have it perfect. Exactly. So we can have patience with our church. We can have patience with other churches. And we can be humble knowing that there's probably things that we should be reforming in our own lives and in the life of our church. So why do we call ourselves reformed, you guys? Um, because we're the ones who's trying to change the stuff for the better, yeah. Why do we call ourselves reformed, Eddie? Because we agree with what Martin Luther did. Uh-huh. I want to follow in the teachings of reformation. Gotcha. Exactly. And so the main doctrine that Martin Luther brought change to was the doctrine of justification by faith alone. The Catholic Church taught that justification was through the church and was through a whole bunch of different sacraments and things that you needed to do in order to earn your justification. Martin Luther saw in the Bible that the just shall live by faith. He saw the great freedom and the great forgiveness that came in the gospel through the teaching of justification by faith alone. And so we are proud to be called Reformed, and we are proud to say that we follow in the teachings of the Reformation. So we hope this episode was helpful for you to learn what a Reformer is, somebody who wants to make changes to something in order to improve it, and that the Reformers were not trying to just start their own thing, start their own church, or because they were just frustrated, they wanted to go start their own club. Their number one desire to begin with was to make the Catholic Church better and more biblical. 
And what happened was the Catholic Church didn't like it and wanted to kill them. And so that's why they fled and ended up starting their own churches. So we hope this was beneficial and helpful and hope that you tune in next week for another episode of Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids.